And welcome to the show. We have Ziggy Ziggler joining me here on the show here tonight. Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max Live 365, iHeartRadio. Welcome, man. How's it going? How's your night going? You're out in Dubai right now or are you back in the States? No, I'm back in the States now, bro. How's your time out there in Dubai? I know you're not really a closed mind person. You're open-minded. You like traveling. You've been to Czech Republic. You've been all around the place. So tell me how it's been out here in uh, Dubai. Bro, that was absolutely life-changing. This is my second time um, in my life, but it was absolutely life-changing. Dubai, you know what it was? Is because uh, I like to think of the world as an abundance place. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like that's what even brought me out there. And, um, you know, when you come from like, you know, what we like to call nothing, it's kind of hard to have that type of mindset with people around you. Uh, so going out there was like so eye-opening, not just because I was in Dubai, but because of the way that the culture is. It's fucking abundant. It was crazy for me to, excuse my language. It, it was oh, crazy. You're good. Okay, yeah, uh, it was crazy for me to really realize that that city was only built 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, the way that the culture works, it's like, you know, if you're actually from there, if you're a real citizen, um, after you finish high school, they're going to go pay for all of your college. If you want to go to anywhere in the state, no matter who you are, uh, once you get married, they give you a house. I'm not talking some just random rinky dicky house, like a, like a mansion. They give you a whole crib, bro. Um, so there's, there's no homelessness, no real poverty. Um, everybody out there is living in abundance mm-hmm. and to think that there's a nation out there that's uh that's on that type of time it's crazy you know because if you grow up here watching the news every day you think the whole world is just in shambles yeah the, uh, it really is i mean when you look at especially i think a lot of it has to do with social media too because you see how everyone's at each other's throats it's like when you when you have a career in entertainment you you kind of want to shy away from all that even though kanye's kind of bringing us back into that and it's yeah. that's a whole other fiasco i really don't want to get yeah. into kanye right now but <laughs> When we look at everything that you've achieved this far and really getting out of here and I hear about your life story because you didn't come from the best best of backgrounds, unfortunately, and learn about moving out to L.A. and being homeless for a year straight out of Phoenix. So how did you really start networking out here in the game and just having that mindset coming out to L.A.? Um, Man, OK, so. It was, it's actually a wild story. Because you started out as a videographer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. So, yeah, wild, you know that. So, yeah, I, uh, me and my bros. So, I was a videographer, um, mostly because I wanted to be in entertainment, but I didn't believe in myself to go do the thing I truly wanted to. I was like, one in a million, right? It's crazy how confidence works once you start working up. The mind is not a joke. Um, and uh, we, so there was this guy, his name was Petro Sunny. He, he wanted me to shoot a music video. And um, I started this company, Brass Bacon, is a production company slash events slash music. Um, and uh, this somebody came to me and was like, hey, yo, we want to shoot a music video. Can you come shoot it for us? You know, we're going to go to L.A. Because I was in Tucson, Arizona at the time. I went to school out there. I went to U of A. I'm from Phoenix. I'm from the south side of Phoenix, Arizona. But I went to U of A for a little bit and I had dropped out. Um, so this was after the dropout. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I started this company with some kids I met at the college. And um, they were like... Yeah, dude, come with me to LA. I'll pay for everything. And I was like, yeah, look, man, I'm out here sleeping on the couch right now. Uh, forget you paying for my trip. I'm only doing things for money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to do a service for you, I need to get paid. And the guy was like, yeah, man, I mean, we spent all this money on this whole thing. I didn't even know these guys for real. But they're like, you know, we spent all this money on this whole thing. I was like, sorry, I can't do it. And then I went to my boy, who I was partnered up with at the time. And I was like, dude, uh, these guys want me to go over here to LA. He's like, no. Ziggy, I think you need to go do this. And I was like, what? 
Hey, you don't want telling me that, you know, because I had to pay everybody or, or like get some money in. And um, he's like, he's like, no, nah, bro, you need to, you need to do it, man. Like you're the CEO, you need to be in LA. And I'm like, all right, forget it. I'll do it. I ended up agreeing. We hop in the car, we go to LA. That's a crazy story too. I was so, I, I blacked out that night, woke up in the car on the way to LA. Don't know how they picked me up. Don't know what happened, but um, I'm on the way to LA. So we're supposed to shoot this guy's music video. I ended up meeting my brothers, Way Pop, shout out to them. They pull up to the house, bumping music, and the energy was so immaculate. The vibes were so crazy, and we just believed in each other. And I was very depressed at the time. I just went through a breakup, and you know, Shorty was out there at the college getting busy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, <laughs> I'm over there like, damn, you know, I'm in, I'm in deep, you know. And uh, so my bros, because I thought they were so cool, they were like, "No, nah, bro, you're like, you're a star, bro. Like, you understand? You're a star." I was like, "Damn!" And they started instilling this confidence in me too. And I gave them something as well. So we ended up scrapping the whole idea while we came out there. We shoot a music video for them. They created the song right there. We shot the video. I created the concept. We shot the video. And that was the start of, of, a, of a beautiful, like, come up, you know, because I was already homeless for, like, a, a whole two years before I met them. You know, but I was grinding. Like I said, yeah. I, had, I had people with me. I was really Smoke grinding. Perp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder Beats. Murder Beats. Went to, yeah, all of that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was still working, but I was really going through it. People didn't realize I'm really trying to make something happen, you know? And then I meet, um, so I meet these guys. These guys end up being my brothers because they ended up getting evicted. And the same time I was out there, we're supposed to be out there for two days. We stayed out there for like two weeks and they ended up getting evicted. And they're like, yeah, man. So, you know, we got to go, we're going to go to Atlanta and we're going to go make something pop over there. Like, okay, well, I got my team with me. We got to go back to Arizona. So I'm like, okay, we left. I decided to put a show together. I put a show together. I'm like, Yo, we need to get y'all out here for the show. I want y'all to headline. It was Fight Club, which is a uh, EDM duo group. Uh, this dude named, uh, what was his name? Dirty Audio or something like that, because the school loved EDM. You know, I don't like EDM, but that's what they love. And then I decided I'm going to bring something new. So I brought Wave Pop out because they were they were hip hop artists. I'm like, yeah, let, let's bring them out. Brought them out. We shut that city down, bro. Tucson that night, we shut it all the way down. Like, like there's two places. Where they party, they, they like to do um, uh, uh, university row, or they go to the bars in in uh, downtown. Mm. And um, we shut it down. They shut the whole all the bars down in in downtown that night. I don't know what it was. The energy was crazy, and it was at Gentle Bins, by the way. Shout out to them. Anybody listening that knows Gentle Bins in Tucson, Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. And we popped it off out there. And um, my boy was like. That night, it was so crazy. They had just flew in from Atlanta. They're like, yo, we need to go to LA right now. Let's let's pack up the car and, and let's go. I'm like, bro, I don't have anything to pack up. They're like, yeah, me neither. We're, we just came from Atlanta. Forget everything. Let's go, bro. I'm telling you. Said, we, I said, okay, forget it. We jumped in the car. I'm telling you, the energy was crazy, bro. <laughs> we drove straight to LA. We didn't look back. We was homeless. We slept on car. We slept in my homie's girlfriend's car. We slept in... Uh, uh, multiple motels, but when we when we couldn't get a motel, scraped enough money to get that, we slept in the car or we slept on a homie's couch or on the floor, and we just thugged it out, man. And that was for like a year straight. But what we did, like you know, and again, like like so, what I was doing at the time was making videos and like like running this company to do events and like kind of kind of managing my friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I got started getting the studio. People started being like, bro, this sound you got, like, you need to do this. And I've always wanted to sing in the shower, playing guitar. My studio right here, I have guitars and stuff. Like, I've always loved it, but it's just a hobby. And so what I did was have a notebook, you know, when we were homeless. 
And all three of us, we held each other accountable. And we wrote in this notebook every single day for 90 days straight. Give or take. Uh, like, this is how you envisioned what life was going to be like eventually for exactly. you guys, right? Yes, bro. Yeah. So in that notebook, every single day, I wrote what my life was going to look like three to five years from now and 10 years from now. And I wrote everything down with so much emotion and, and, and vivid detail. And I did it every single morning when we woke up because it was an escape. It was like either depression and sadness and hurt. Got to think about the way that the, our world is right now or let's freaking dream, you know? So I decided to dream and we did that. Now, everything I've been writing in a notebook is actually has come true, you know? <laughs> And uh, um, and the things that haven't all the way came true, I have a plan for, and it's it's going down right now, you know. And uh, uh, it was part of how I was able to evolve into my higher self, which is now ultimately confident that I'm the next one, you know. Absolutely, and yeah. you're really making some noise out there in Houston. But apparently, the police knew who you were in Dubai, bro. At the Grand Hyatt. I heard that you know some things went down here. Because of yeah, a drone, bro. they were able to track a drone to your hotel in the Grand Hyatt out there. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so you yeah, so, were knew your music. Yeah, bro. So, so this is what's insane to me. And this is like, this is, this is just God, bro. God and the God in me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm just, so my boy's flying, I'm not even flying the drone, but that's my bro. Cause like, this has been my best friend since high school. We're the ones like, like we got it out the mud together, you know? And uh, so we're in Dubai. He's flying a drone to get some cool shots. Little did we know that we're allowed to even be flying drones. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the whole country does not allow that. And they, they do not play. And apparently, in a normal situation, they would take you to the fucking, uh, uh, to, the, to the police station with a bag over your head. That's what the, what the, what the security in the uh, hotel told us. And um, we're like, all right, this is wild. So they ended up pulling up on us. We were in a meeting somewhere downstairs. They pulled up on us, grabbed us, took us upstairs to the room, got the, like, searched the whole room. We had people calling us like, oh, they're freaking out. And I'm like, bro, just calm down. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but everything was going to be all right. And um, so they, they, they tore his room apart. They're like, yeah, are you, you know, Ismael, George Terraza? They're like, he's like, yeah, how do you know my name? They knew what, like, what we looked like, our, our full names and everything. And um, they're like, okay, you, you guys need to come with us. Like, everything's going to be cool, but you guys have this drone. We don't allow that here. You, you guys need to come down to the station. Uh, we got some questions. So I'm like, all right, I'm not about to let you go by yourself, bro. I'm rolling with you. So we so we both hopped in the car. As soon as we get in the car, these guys are super cool. Like, yeah, man. Uh, uh, so, you know, um, really love your hair, man. You look really familiar. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't know. Said, are you on TikTok? I said, no, I'm not on TikTok. Um, but, you know, I make music. So the guys in the car, they're like, we want to hear it. I play the music. They're like, hey, this is lit. Wish we would have recorded it. They're jamming out. So then we get to the station. And, you know, so this is cool. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's a different culture because when you, it's like military. They beat them. They're like, it's not like, hey, you know, sergeant, whatever. They're like, so I'm like, bro, this whole time, I'm sitting there like, bro, I don't know what we're doing, but we got to be real careful as to how we, like, you know, talk to these people and greet them. So... One of the sergeants come out and they're like, uh, um, yeah, so uh, I heard them say something about, yeah, the superstar. And I was like, what? They pull up and he's like, yeah, man, hey, man, I've seen you many times. Uh, Ziggy, I, I, like your, I like your music. I'm like, wow, crazy. So after that, everything's like super, super smooth. We ended up getting out of it with nothing but a slap on the wrist. And uh, they, they took the SD card. Apparently, they, they have to compensate the drone. They didn't. I don't know. So the love was absolutely amazing. 
Then me and my boy decided to go snowboarding in the Dubai mall. We did that. And uh, as I'm walking through the mall, there were these people that were like dressed up in a little Santa, you know, like, like Halloween, I mean, excuse me, uh, Christmas stuff. There were elves and stuff. And they just stopped me, take a bunch of pictures with me. They knew who I was. And, uh, and then I also lost something at the airport, went to the lost and found and uh, had to get my backpack. They helped me get it really fast. They like treated me very, very nicely out there. Helped me get it really fast. And then um, the guy was like, you look very, very familiar. I think I've seen you before. And I was just like, this whole time, whether it's just a wink from the universe or, you know, these people have like really been following me. It's a big, 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 like, like thing for me, because like I said, I, I, I like, I don't know, two years ago, I really just decided, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to go all the way. Like I have ultimate confidence in myself. If not me, then who I have been through everything. I already have the story. You know what I'm saying? I got the work ethic. I've already accomplished so much and so many other things. Why not try to do the best thing I, that that I could possibly do with this life that I've been given? Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that, you know, because before before I, I got the confidence, I had no, I was like, there's no way that I can do that. And so then when I first started doing it, I was like, you know what? It would just be amazing if people just knew my music. If people would just like bob their heads to my music and knew a couple of lyrics, that would be a dream come true. And now that's now, you know, and, and I would dream about that moment. And I've had dreams about other things, you know, seen it, you know, so so it's just like ultimately satisfying and like uh, I have so much gratitude, you know. You've spoken about it before that you ma- manipulate yourself into believing in you. And that's what we've seen manifest here so far when we look at it. So what song would you say? Because Alter Ego was the one that dropped and that's when you really had an open mind because one of your friends was getting their hair dyed and he said, you know, I dye my hair too. So yeah. this is how you really started to expand your artistry into the person that you really are. So it, what really clicked as far as the confidence goes when it comes to song-wise for you? Was it Alter Ego? It was Alter Ego, bro. Yeah, that was the very first song that I ever dropped. And the song was about, you know, tapping into that high version of myself. And I, I'm a firm believer in obviously, you know, belief in, 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 in the mind is where you're made. But when you make music, it's something magical about it. I read this book called uh, The Science of Getting Rich. And uh, mm. they basically said that um, whenever you combine thought with the thinking substance, that thought finds the most immediate and convenient form to cloak itself into, to your reality. In other words, when you combine thought with raw energy, raw emotion, you know, chakra, that thought comes to life. And so that's like one of the, you know, like, I guess, science behind uh, uh, manifestation. And I'm sitting in the studio making this song, but while I'm making this song, I don't really like like come up with lyrics and write like the old school guys do, you know what I'm saying? Which respect to them, they created the game. But I don't really do that. I like to go in there and just let out whatever is in my mind and I let it come from the heart. And then, I, and then I'll go back and like restructure it and stuff. But a lot of times when I do it like that, it's magic because my soul's desire comes out or my soul's like true intentions and feelings come out and it speaks back to me. And I'm like, holy shit. Sometimes I don't even know what I said and I play it back and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This is what it's telling me to do now. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. Right. And um, that's how that, that, that song was made. And I just knew that I wanted to break out. You know, this is during COVID, you know, uh, uh, it was, it was locked down and we were in LA. We, we finally had a crib. It's crazy. We got the crib right before COVID happened, right before it happened. It's crazy. <laughs> right before the lockdown happened. It was like four days later after we moved into the crib, they shut everything down. Y'all can't come outside. We're like, Ooh, perfect. Man, we turned that place into a straight, like, we we had all kinds of girls in there turning up, bro, every night. COVID did not exist to us. We didn't care. 
Uh, and and um, it seems as though societies be- became that way too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it's just, I think the world is waking up, bro. Call me crazy, whatever. I think the world is waking up. And like we've been talking about this stuff, angel numbers, all that stuff for the longest time before. At the at times when if we would have said that publicly, people would have been like, these dudes are kind of tweaking. They're kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So so I think the world is waking up. And I think that, you know, with that comes a brand new wave of energy, brand new wave of artists. And um, I think because of that, the powers that be, they're trying to hold people down with with certain big moves, you know, like like that, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> like like lockdown and, and the craziness. So. Yeah, it's the, it's a weird time we're living in right now. I, I say it's something out of a Jordan Peele film. It's well, it, <laughs> it, it really is when you look at it, it's the upside down from Stranger Things, whatever you want to call it. Nothing yeah, feels real bro. anymore. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about these these different realities and all that stuff. Like I think there's truth a lot of that stuff. Which yeah. you know, if there's a different if there's a version of me out there that's like changing the world and inspiring hella people, like that's the one I choose to bring towards you know this way. Everything's not so negative. People try to make it so negative. Like you live in a negative world, your world will be negative. You live in a positive one, well, your world's gonna be positive. You know? Exactly. And you gotta cut out all the snakes in order for you to have a positive world. And you've probably yeah, done yeah. that before. But your inspiration is draw directly from the weekend, Michael Jackson, Frank Sinatra. I've heard exactly. all about it. Bad Bunny. Those are your main inspirations. Yeah. So where, where does the inspiration come from, Frank Sinatra? Because that's such a rare thing you know, the, the only way that people know frank sinatra is if they go to a yankee game and they hear well, new york new york you know so exactly. tell me about your your inspiration for frank sinatra so, so like i'm a dreamer so i remember um there was a lot of times when i'm listening to stuff like you know like like honestly the first stuff i heard was fly me to the moon uh that mm-hmm. was the first song that i heard and then i just started listening to all of that and then that that kind of i'm not going to say it's all the same genre but it's that direction of music like you know james uh dean just all that stuff and i have like a playlist for that and that shit makes me feel classy. Sip my leg across, sip some whiskey, bro. And it makes me feel like I'm already rich. Like you're in the mafia. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, like, like, like I'm that level of class. And I always was fascinated. I like the mafia stuff. You know, I don't I don't condone the violence. <laughs> but I do like like the vibe. The vibe is crazy. The Godfather, all of that. It's, it's beautiful. So um, I think that, that there's just a little bit of that in there. And I also, the biggest thing, which is something that I really want to do is I want to bring nostalgia. I want nostalgia to be in my music as if you've already heard it and it brings you back to just a time that's never really happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is, you know, uh, nostalgia because I want to bring that, that like, what did you call that? The roaring twenties or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. You know, uh, I want to bring that vibe back. Cause like you can feel that through the music. You can feel that, like that era, the golden age of film, the golden age of, you know, that music, you know what I mean? Um, I, I really want to bring that in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. I don't know how yet, but, you know, I want to bring that. That's fire. And you see how the impact of when we live in the nostalgia, as people say, we look at the fashion aspect of things. People like to dress like from the 80s or the 90s. Yep. And, yep. and and then today's landscape, it's it's all over the place because people tend to like everything tight. It's all tight fits now. Right, facts. But when we talk about the music. The loose baggy is coming back, though. That's but that's been my style because I've been baggy since '99, yeah, as I said, yeah. born born baggy. Yeah. When you really think about it, though, you see what Tory Lanez has done. I know he's going through his controversy and you know with the trial, but he he brought back alone at prom. That was that '80s pop sound effect. Mm, yeah, you know what? I love that. Like that's that's why I like the weekend. Yeah, yeah. kind of has his own vibration of it. I I believe real art. What's the saying? Uh, uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal. 
And I think the stealing is when you take it and you make it your own, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I kind of like what The Weeknd did. I feel like he, he was hella inspired by a few different things, but he, but, but he took that and he really made it his own thing. Like, you know, it's him. As soon as you hear the first note, you like, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's absolutely why, what I'm trying to just bring from all these different like big things and, 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 and kind of just make my own thing, you know? With everything that goes on in the industry, we heard the 50 cent stories about him getting blackballed by the whole murder Inc. And I just think it's funny, the revenge story at the end of the game, because he becomes bigger than all of them. It takes him down himself by releasing all those diss tracks. So do you notice things, certain ways in the industry, some blackballing and keeping you out? You notice that yourself? And and how do you overcome that and and keep it real with yourself to know that I'm going to make it my own way? Exactly, bro. So that's the way, bro. Is like, like I'm, I'm not looking for no deal. I'm not finna wait for nobody to sign me. I'm about to put myself on. I created my own deal. I basically crowdfunded it. I was like, yo, if you believe in me, you want to invest, let's get it together. You know, and I have a way to multiply money as well. Cause you know, I'm, I'm just, I believe in compound interest. So I'm just making sure the people that have invested in me to support my music they're going to get their return regardless. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not putting that pressure on my art, but I'm going to make this happen myself. And the cancel culture, I don't like that. And, you know, I've, I've experienced cancel culture in multiple ways, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times ego comes into play and, you know, you have power and you have an agenda and you want to take something away that you've given to somebody. Well, I don't want nothing from nobody. I want no handouts. I'm making myself, make this way of my own so I can show people, you know, like, how to move when you have power, to be honest, because I'm not on no selfishness. I'm not, I don't believe that that's how you get there. When you're building something from nothing, you got to go with, with some people. If you want to go far, you want to go fast, you can go alone, but shit's going to crumble, you know, mm-hmm. but if you want to go far, you need to go together. And so I'm really about spreading love, positivity and building others up. And I believe that will, will protect me from, from that, you know, from being blackballed and canceled. Cause I believe in freedom of speech. You got a view. So long as you ain't really hurting nobody, I believe you should be free to speak that. You know what I'm saying? Speak how you feel. Yeah. That's just I what agree. I agree. But, th- but then it becomes a hashtag. And like Tory Lane said in his song, The Vent, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of Twitter. It's not a real place. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's facts. I mean, you know what? These people be pop. Like, I don't believe, like, if you want to be main mainstream, which is basically just be on the platforms that are it, I think, yeah, you need to go a certain route or something like that. But, you know, I think even Kanye still has ultimate power because he touched so many people's hearts. So he could he could just post a flyer somewhere and be like, Kanye's having this thing and people are going to pull up. Yeah. And so I don't think that they can really take away your your power. I think that that's why they want your, they, they want your soul because that's your human that's that's the part that's so relatable. And um, I think if you if you really have that and you're able to like really impact people, then then you can say stuff like that. You know, like like Twitter's not a real place. I ain't scared of that. I'm in the real world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it's so true. You know, I wish people could really start living in reality again, but who knows when that's gonna happen. I think Twitter and Instagram would have to go away and then maybe there would be world peace. Who knows? I, but I think everyone would go crazy because everyone's so addicted to it. Everyone's but so addicted to it. Yeah. I want to get into your mentorship out in Houston. You you moved yeah. to Houston because you're you reached out to your mentor. You, he said, Come do some work for me, learn from me, and, yeah. and you can get going here. So what were the most important things that you took? under your your wing and just honestly back of your head during your time yeah, there 
So this is something that that that's really sticking with me and that I hope sticks with, with most people. So I wanted him to be my mentor because he's an amazing leader, for one. He has so many people that follow him and 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 he knows what people are looking for out of life and he tries his best to help them get it. I also wanted to be around him because he is very wealthy. He knows how to how to do money, very creative with that, right? So one of the biggest things I learned from those two things that I was searching for was um uh, you need to love people and treat people how they want to be treated and how they want to be loved, not how you want to be treated. Because growing up, I heard, yeah, treat people how you want to be treated. You wouldn't like that, would you? That's only like half true. You need to treat people how they want to be treated. And um, at the same time, expect nothing less than the same, you know, but also expect to teach people certain things because they might not know. Um, but treat people how, how they want to be treated and you help people get whatever that, that, that they want and you'll have whatever you want in life. Um, and, and then the other things were, um, what to do with a dollar, what to do with money. Right. So I learned rich people do not work for money. You know, if you're poor, you're working for money, but here's the next part of it. You can work for money. And then once you get that money, you put it to work for you. The purpose of income is only to buy assets and to live and to go get a crib and to go flex in the club and to go buy a chain It's to buy assets. And then you let that, you know, those revenue producing assets, let you buy, you know, buy you the toys and buy you the lifestyle and the fun. You know what I'm saying? And it took me a very long time to learn that. Um, uh, and I and I thank him for that. But even after you told me, I didn't know that. So, you know, um, anybody listening that's trying to get something going and you're an artist, don't be a starving artist. Go get your bread. You know what I'm saying? And put that bread to work for you. Invest in assets. Your music might be an asset, but find some revenue producing assets so you can fund your own career. You know? Um, and then with that, um, oh, that's it, actually. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's real talk right there, real advice, because when, when you think about it, these artists and you look at even legendary artists from from the 90s. Yep. The, and, and despite they signed bad deals, they had people screw them over with their contracts and they stole a lot from them. These artists weren't really wise with their money. They're buying all these clothes, sneakers, right. chains. And that's all a facade. And I, I watched this documentary on Netflix. I don't know. You might have come across it, how to save money or how to be better with your money. I watched it recently and it uh, yeah, had like these, these four different people's stories, an NFL player, uh, a woman who was a bartender that wanted to be an artist. And then the wow. there was like a couple. And then the, the other person, I forget the other person. I don't remember the four person, but it was like four people's different stories and, and just how they, oh, you know what it was? It was a woman that was basically up to her neck in credit debt. And she had yeah. credit card debt, so she had to figure out how to get out of that. Yeah. And that whole credit. Netflix documentary just kind of shows you that this whole world is just, it runs on money. It does. And man. Everyone's going through some financial hardship in life. Yeah. And it's important, especially if you want to be in the entertainment industry, you got to save that and be wise. Enough of the change. Yeah, and, and, and I'm guilty too. I'm a big, I used to Me be a too. big sneaker head. Me too, man. I've never but... worn a lot of those sneakers that I have. So it's time to reinvest them sell them and pocket it yeah yeah in fact bro i'm i'm a big you know like that that was me and like it was only like what, what was this a year ago give or take that i decided i've had enough you know i was getting money but at the end of the day i still had zero dollars in my bank account at some point in time so i was like what the hell am i doing like like i'm supposed to be i wrote this and, and i'm not even there i'm supposed to be you know multi-millionaire at this age and i'm not even close i don't even have a plan like what's gonna happen so I had enough and I felt like, like you don't get what you want in life. You get what you have to have. And when you've had enough and you say, I'm, I'm going to go get this. That's when, you know, you decide to have that switch and like create that discipline in your mind. Cause then after that, 
after every single last bill that I was that I already had was paid, every single last dollar went into assets. And then now I'm doing a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. This is important education for for younger artists out there. It's just because we're not taught as a society. When we go to college, we're, colleges teach, they don't teach you how to get out of debt. You're, you, when you come out of college, you're in debt already. In debt, bro. You're a slave to the system. They don't they, they don't teach you how to how to be independent, how to be a free. They punish it. Yeah. They punish free thinking and and independent thinking. You know what I'm saying? They 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 use fear of like, you know, of of getting left behind a grade or or or, or getting dropped or, or or failing a test to control you and to keep you in the system. Then as soon as you graduate, they give you, they throw you a little party and then they send you out there to go work to go pay off this debt. So they put you in the system. And real talk, like I think only certain practices need need an education like that. You know, you can go out there and figure it out. I learned a lot from college, though. Don't get me wrong. Before I dropped out, I, you know, it was more social knowledge and intelligence. Because before that, I was in the, just in the hood. I was in the projects, running around with my hood friends, doing hood rat shit. You know? <laughs> and, um, and, and then, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Started hanging out with a different crowd. And then, because most people think in the hood, only way out is, is, is football or, or, you know, some sport. And I did, too. And uh, I made it out with a camera. <laughs> yeah. You know, I started filming, getting involved in all these clubs, and people just love me so much and, like, like you know, love my skill and the energy that I brought to the skill that I got a scholarship. And also, being in foster care helps. You know, if, you, if you're if you in foster care, if you were ever in foster care, uh, you have, like, scholarships out there, like, for show. Like, they'll pay for you to go to college. They want you to go with a shitty GPA because my GPA was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the so, major props to you, despite everything you've been through and being in, in foster care and actually going out there and pursuing college and eventually getting to where you're at now, because yeah. a lot of people that that breaks a lot of people. But I know you're big on saying that it's not what makes you. It's you look at it more as where you're going. Where exactly. You're be. It's not right. So it's not where you're at. It's like that, that doesn't matter. It, it, what, what matters is where you're going. Doesn't matter what your environment looks like. Like I said, like like it can be tough to to think like that and to like believe that certain things are possible if everything in your environment looks like not that. You got people shooting up outside, or just like even your parents just talking about, uh, you know that that's not possible. What's the plan B? What's the plan C? Or like you know I don't know about that or whatever because that they it's not real for them. You have to shut all that down and manipulate yourself into believing that this is right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, nope. I, you know, I've I've had the honor of uh, being able to like mentor a couple of kids, and um, I've told them like, this is what I want you to do. I want you every single morning to listen to nothing but only positive. So you're gonna play something on YouTube, play Think and Grow Rich, play something. First thing when you do when you, when you get up, when you go to sleep, play it too. Next thing you do, you write in that notebook what your life is gonna look like. Write it down every day. Watch what it does to your mind. You will start to believe at some point, no matter what's going on, and also. You want to go extreme with it. You really want results? Shut yourself off. You know, only only keep a core group of like certain people that you might lock in and do this with. But shut yourself off from the rest of the world, bro. Because like, if if your environment's bad, you know, cut them off. Lock in. You know, that's what they mean by saying lock in tunnel vision, and uh, watch your watch your mind get to this level of like belief, and that makes a difference. And then watch when you start attracting because you start paying attention to this, that, and the third. You know, and then. The rest is history after that. Yeah. 
And you're making history yourself out here, just being everywhere, Dubai, Czech Republic. We've gotten into it all. But I, I want to start getting into these out-of-box artists that you want to work with because you have an open mind. Who are some out-of-box artists that you think would surprise people that you would love to get on a track with? Hmm. Alive or not or, or not alive? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you could always get some maybe post-humorous recordings. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if... Uh... I think it would be amazing to do a track with someone like uh, Skrillex, for one. Okay. Uh, someone like Frank, Sin Frank Sinatra, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, that would be incredible. Michael Bublé would be, like, the closest thing. Like, that would be lit, too, you know? Um, I'm not a huge, like, rapper, but I love it. So if something crazy would have been Tupac. If he would have done the Dear Mama stuff, I would have came on there and slid on in some other shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that would have been incredible. Um Hmm, who else? Think there's anybody that I've been like, who do I want to get on the track with? I've said this before, Blanken. Uh, oh, yeah, well, The weekend, yeah, but, you know, that would be amazing. Um, he said out of box. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Yeah, I think that, I think those are people that, that at least my current group of people that are listening, they'd be like, what? Mm. But they would love it because I make all types of music, man. I do. I just believe in just being so genuine about your crafts. Like there's a million and one, you know, Drake's or, or people trying to be Drake or or, or, or or trying to follow into his footsteps out there. There's a people, because once somebody does something and they growth hack their way into it, you know, it creates a whole nother wave of people, but it may work for the first few, but after that, it's like, you know, like, like it's already been saturated. And um, I think the only way you can do it and people are really going to fill you with music is if it's completely genuine. So who cares about trying to fit a mold? Don't try to like just go in there and create. And that's what I do every single time. I just go in there and I just create whatever is on my heart. And then, um, yeah, and, and and it usually comes out amazing. And if it's not going to be released, it's just something for me, you know. Drake needs to learn how to be like Drake again. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love him, though, because he's switching it up. Yeah, he's, it, it's gotta, crazy. You got to adapt, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I, as much as we miss the old Drake, I think if he just stayed the old Drake forever, he just wouldn't be, like, it would be like whatever after a while. What's crazy is when we're talking about it, I don't even think, I think Drake chases other people's sounds. And this is crazy because I don't know if you saw the news reports with XXX Tentacion that he's supposedly a murder witness in. So I know oh, him, he, wow. apparently he was stealing XXX's that. flow on KMT back in the day. So there was there was a beef there. So I would not be surprised at all because uh I mean again, great artists still. So I mean Yeah, cool. that's true. But at the same time, like you gotta get your own. I mean, that's what I believe in. I believe getting your own, get your own sound and like influence and wave going. So he already kind of did that and he made something happen. But this is why I really respect Bad Bunny. I don't know what he's saying at all, but the energy, you feel the flow, you feel the melody, and you feel him through the music. And he and I believe through that and, and him being so you know genuine, he was about who he is, he, he became very controversial and like different because we're all super unique, but you have to truly tap in to your alter ego. And and then you know that that higher version of yourself will come out and people will flock to you. And that's what he did. He created an entire extreme mega wave, you know, because he created something he he took from all the artists he loved. I heard him say in an interview, he loved Tupac and he loved uh I don't know, some 
So, oh, uh, uh, some reggaeton artist. I don't, I don't remember who was. I think it was a uh, Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Okay, Daddy so Yankee. Daddy Yankee, and and uh, um, who did I just say? I'm high right now. <laughs> yeah, Daddy Yankee and Tupac. He fused yeah. them together, and he just created his own thing. But he loved both of those types of music, and so then thus, you know, I don't think he was the first one to do it, but the Latin trap wave was born. Mm. You know, and he he shut it down, bro. So. You know, look at the difference. Drake it has been here longer, but I think if Bad Bunny stays out here just as long, he's going to be way bigger than Drake. He's going to be the artist. It's, it's possible, especially with him being international, too. That's Drake's exactly. pretty much international. I mean, he's the biggest name here, yeah. but, you yeah, know. Yeah, but, you know, it's just weird. People from these these other countries, they go so much crazier for their artists. Yeah. You know, it's... they're like, this is my country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we look at it, because you're you're a pop artist, and yeah. you can do rock. You can do so many other genres. And, and where you come from, where you're brought up, you're in the hip hop community. So when we look at back in the day, and I'm just going to expand this further and even to the rock genre, and we look at these instances yeah. that go on with Woodstock '99, and you see all these bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit doing all these hip hop collaborations back in the day. Yeah, no, all of this, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> And it's almost that we kind of don't talk. We talk about Walk This Way with Run DMC being the, the major boom when hip-hop and rock came together. Why is yeah, it that the hip-hop community really doesn't tune into the other genres? It's almost like the hip-hop community only wants to hear hip-hop and R&B. Why don't we be more accepting of other genres when there's obviously other genres that are influenced by hip-hop and respect right. it and collaborate. So why can't we right. be more open-minded when it comes to pop artists? Yeah. And 24K Golden, someone that was kind of breaking that mold a little bit too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. artists. So yeah. what's your take yeah, on that, yeah. being a pop artist who can do everything pretty much? Man, I really think that it's okay for one culture to to believe in that. And if they're just like, yo, this is our our junk, then then that's they jam and just, just run that. I mean... I think a culture is accumulated by a whole group of people. So, you know, if that's y'all's mindset, run that. More power to you. But you pop, like everybody says, bro, that's worldwide. You know, it's more impact than that and more money. You know what I'm saying? Because pop, it's a, it's a whole gigantic genre. And I think pop is just a, a, a just like all, because like people in the hip hop community, maybe not all of them, but they're going to bob their heads to it too. They're going to be like, okay, hey, this is hard. <laughs> Bro, bro kind of snapping. Then you got, you know, people in Colombia and, and Dubai. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. They can all move their bodies and jam out to it and be impacted by it. So, you know, there's something out there for everybody. And uh, pop. <laughs> that, yeah, that's just cool. think about it. Jay-Z's biggest investment, Rihanna. That was that was a win. She's a big yeah. pop singer. Seriously, bro. Taylor like, Swift collaborate with Kendrick that. Lamar back in the day. Bad Blood, Katy Perry, ET with Kanye. I didn't even know that one. Though. You just dropped. I didn't know Taylor Taylor Swift did something with with who? Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Bad Whoa. Blood. Whoa! I didn't even. Oh, I did know that. I forgot. I know the song, but I didn't. I I don't think that I've heard that remix. I'm gonna listen to that after this. Yeah. What? But that's beautiful. And you know what? It's because like. No offense or anything, but them hip hop artists, they need that. Yeah. If they want to be on that same level, then you gotta come pay respect to our genre now. You know what I'm saying? You have to. But you know, same time, respect is yours. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But we we gotta get into this newest drop. How are you feeling about it and seeing the impact? Because you wanted to make music in real time. We talk about 6 a.m. attitude. Yeah. yeah, you know what, bro? 6 a.m. I was literally really drunk and faded. And it was six in the morning. 
had these two beautiful shorties with me. And we came right here to the crib in the studio and the vibe was just immaculate. And um, I just wanted to capture that vibe. Like I said, I want to bring nostalgia to the world. Like, cause you know, it's familiar, but like I ain't heard this before. And I wanted to create a whole experience. And the vibe was just like, the sun's getting ready to come up at any moment, but I don't want to go to sleep. I'm just feeling like I'm woozy. I'm feeling lit. The vibes are great. You got these beautiful women here. You're just, you're just living. You feel free. <laughs> getting out and ain't leaving until six in the morning, like Snoop Dogg. Exactly. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, and um, it was also like, uh, like coming from a place of, uh, you know, uh, self-power too because it was like I don't care what you're talking about shorty like watch your attitude you know what I'm saying like like it's good but you know yeah yeah Capture crazy vibe, but I, I always like that 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 capturing the moment in time and I think you did it perfectly on this track and we look at Drake's 5 a.m in Toronto 9 a.m in Dallas always a good time right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you, you see all these time tracks going on I like how the wave is really Right. it's going there now thank you bro yeah no yeah it is bro and uh that's kind of i mean like it's about experience right and like i think because there's so much music out there this is my time because i'm an experienced guy you know i want to bring a whole experience i'm not I, i'm not trying to just drop a bunch of content i want to drop the most wild experience which is why i started taking investors because i need more more bread if i'm going to do this the right the way i want to if i want to break out in the way that i want to if i want you know if i want to bring to this to this world, what I want to and the way I want to, I had to raise a lot more money. So, um, with 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 that, I think that if you can recreate a moment in time, that's a whole enthralling experience. You know, that's why look look at VR coming coming to the to the world now. You know, because people want to be more emerged in it. And so, if you can do that, like the weekend, I respect it. And Travis Scott too, love him too. He's he's amazing. Because they'll take a song or, or a whole album, whole concept, forget it, the whole career. They'll take a whole sound, a whole, you know, a few albums, a, a particular song, create a whole event out of it, create movies through film out of it. And that's exactly what I want to do. If I'd had a bigger budget for this song, you better believe it. Who knows, maybe we can visit it in the future, you know, <laughs> a whole concept for it in my head, but whatever <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you'll make it happen because you're making everything happen for you thus far come to fruition yeah. ziggy friends tour that's coming soon yep well first part already happened it's already but, happened yeah yeah yeah. but there's another one coming coming soon for sure and um that whole thing is predicated about everything that i've been speaking spreading love positivity and building each other up you know i've, I've been stepped on my toes a few times but i'm not doing it you know for myself necessarily i'm i'm really doing it because i want to show people what's really good and I, you know, it's it's a tour where I come and bring on my friends and stuff, and and we just go crazy and we just go turn up the vibes in the city. You know, Arizona was amazing. That's where I'm from, obviously. So I had major support, and I was lit. It was like a whole week of just turning up and just spreading vibes and just, you know, the the energy was crazy. Um, Houston was amazing too. Um, Vegas was Vegas didn't happen. We ended up canceling it, and that's why we're gonna come back to the game. Uh, what else was there? Uh, there was a few, man. I don't even remember right now. But they were all good. So, you know, but but that's the vibe of it. Um, and uh putting on putting on my friends. Uh people already know who they are too now, too. They're all doing pretty well. I think we're bringing a whole new wave to this, similar to like honestly what X and them did. I I really respect it. Didn't follow them too closely, 
even though I do realize I have very similar hair. <laughs> but when I got it, I didn't even realize that, that that's what was going on. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, yo, just, just dye half of it. You know, just bleach half of it. Just try something new. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, what I really respected is that, and this is why I believe what I believe. I saw a picture of them all together. They were all friends and they were all dusty as hell. Way before they had anything going on, they all were just in a picture together. I seen Ski Mask and Little Pump and, you know, uh, Juice World. I seen a lot of these dudes in the picture together. And I was like, there's no coincidence that they all blew up. You know what I'm saying? They were all connected in some way together. And the picture didn't look like it's just a bunch of, look like they were all vibing for sure. And energy, vibration, frequency. They were, they were vibrating on that frequency together. And um, then they all blew up. Same thing's going to happen with all my bros. Shout out to Kyle the Hooligan. Shout out to Wave Pop. You know, uh, we're all going to, they're all going to be back looking like, oh, wow, these guys were all friends before? Not only that, yeah, we slept in cars together. We was all homeless together. Now, none of us is, everybody's doing very well. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. And we're all about to break into this game with a crowbar. So, yeah. <laughs> birthdays were the worst days now we sip champagne when we thirsty thirsty yeah <laughs> real bro damn right i like the life i live because i'm yeah. negative positive you um, already know man and you're doing that right now and it's gonna be more champagne sipping for sure in the future for you yeah, bro, i appreciate that brother anything else man you want to let the audience know that we didn't cover here tonight man uh the only thing i got to say bro in the mind is where you're made anybody don't believe in you it's just not for you. you know what I'm saying go make that happen, whatever it is. And I'm going to show the world I am the next one. I'm the next global pop star. If you're here for it, let's do it together. If not, watch me. He he's definitely is for sure. Make sure you tune in. Ziggy, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate your time and just your honesty and just your story already and Thanks, the bro. courage that you've shown despite where you came from and where you come this far. I applaud you on that, man. Major salute That's to you cool. and everything that you're doing out here and I look forward to seeing you on the billboards, Thank seeing you, you at, the, at the Grammys, all the big time awards. I mean, I'd rather be at the MTV Music Awards. I mean, <laughs> the Grammys, they, hey, don't care, they don't care about hip hop, but don't, I guess right, you can't right. knock it. An award's an award, right? <laughs> Facts, man. Facts. Hey, man, I need an MTV Music Video Award, too, for sure, just because yeah. I grew up on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was true. But yeah, bro, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me on the platform, bro. I really appreciate it. This is a dream come true right here, man. You have no idea. It's incredible. Really? Yeah. Hell I yeah. Yeah, bro. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and shout out to Richard Dean for connecting us too. Yeah, man. She's the best, bro. Yeah. Best. Shout out to Grunge Cake. Yeah, shout out to Grunge Cake and, and all that she does for putting on independent artists, upcoming artists that next yeah, such as bro. yourself up and coming in the game. Thank you, man. And and, and everything that she's doing in the Afro pop scene as well. She's killing it. Yeah. She Absolutely. She's one of the realest. Yeah, for real. So Let them know where they can follow you on Instagram. Did, did we did we tap yeah. that in yet? No, no, not yet. At Ziggy.Ziggler. So spell it Z-I-G-G-Y dot Z-E-I-G-L-E-R. And same name everywhere. Ziggy Ziggler. You know, double Zs. You already know. And is it, I think you have a podcast too. Did you have a podcast? No, no, no. I just been no, on podcast. I've seen but... that on the podcast thing. I was doing my research. I was like, do you have a podcast? No, no, no. So that's my boys. Uh, uh, shout out to them though. The Leak Podcast. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's like the whole theme is The Simpsons. It's like crazy, dude. It's like hilarious. And uh, he's just my dog. And like he's killing it with that. And he's been killing it with that. And, uh, I, I, you know, he always says iron sharpens, sharpens iron. So whenever we get together, 
you know, abundance just starts to come forward for everybody. So um, we, uh, he just, he just came on the Ziggy and Friends tour with me to document everything. He's actually a whole big part of it. So he'll be a part of the, part of it when we, uh, when we start again too. So, yeah. You already know, man. Ziggy, thank you again, man. You're always welcome on the show. We'll thank tap you, back in when you're ready, when you got a new project dropping and absolutely make 2023 that, be the year for you, man. Amen. Amen. And I accept it. Thank you. You already know, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. Stay safe. Happy holidays and all that. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy God bless, holidays. man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you. Peace <laughs> out, man. Peace, brother.